Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Deason. With me today is financial advisor Jody Lynn Craven. This is your daily dose of happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. We have a uh, new theme that we're introducing today. The uh, theme that I've been using for all these years has uh, run into a little bit of a problem with the composer of the theme who is trying to claim that I never paid for the licensing that I paid for. So I said, okay, well, I'll just re-record my own. So we have a new theme, guys. How about that? I love it. <laughs> so we've got uh, David Strickle joining us today, the stream of David. And uh, we were just catching up on all the wonderful things going on in his life. But uh, you're looking good, my friend. How are you feeling? Good. Good. Yeah. Always uh, happy to be on. So uh, I had a really, really, really wild meditation this morning. Ooh. Deeper okay. and wilder and more out there than I've done in a long time. So I'm hoping to bring really? some of that that energy into the stream today. Ooh, okay. Well, something to look forward to. Yeah. And, uh, and Jody, you and I were talking last week that you you also do channeling. And that was occurring to me. We got two channelers going today. Why don't we do dueling channels? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to play out. <laughs> It'll be like a presidential debate. <laughs> but it'll be a presidential debate where everybody agrees. That's I right. Mean, well, one would hope, yes. I would well, think, you know. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that, but I can get into the channel. Yeah, um, give, it a, give it a shot. Let's see what happens. I think it'll okay. be fun. I've done yeah. that. I've done it once before. Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, the guy who channels Joshua, the name is oh. in my mind right now, Gary Bodley. Uh, on a cruise, we, we were on the Law of Attraction Radio Network cruise, and we both sat up and channeled at the same time. What was it and like? you both were in trance. Yeah. Cool. And did was somebody asking you questions, like to the two of you, or? Yes, uh, they could come up, and we were sitting together, and then they could sit across from us and ask questions. Uh, I think people were, and I don't remember when I channeled much, but uh, they would ask a question, and then either Joshua or the stream would answer and sometimes it would both answer, but there was no over talking or it was weird. There was, there was no, it was just orderly. It was wow. a, a very, it just kind of, nobody was moderating it and it just all happened. It was really cool. Wow. Really cool. Yeah. Yeah. My friend and I, Heather have, um, have said that we wanted to do a trans channeling together um, to see, you know, what the beings would say when they talk to one another, but they're like, we already <laughs> talked to each other. Like, <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a lot of conversation between it was more yeah. communication with the, the person. Uh, there was no feeling of, it was a harmony for sure, but there was no, mm -hmm. com there was no back and forth between at all. Well, wow. we're going to have to see what happens this time. I suspect it's probably going to be similar because the message from source is the message from source. So it really That's just right. gets filtered through, through different people. So it's probably the filtering that we're going to notice the difference on more mm -hmm. than anything else, I would imagine. And uh, the and next Jody... episode, we're bringing a Catholic priest on. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> to debate the strip. <laughs> he's, he's probably going to, he's going to conduct the exorcism, but, uh, yes. that's another topic. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but Jody, you actually do it a little bit differently from David, don't you? I do, yeah. So David would be trans-channeling where he's he's out of the picture completely. And, and as we talked about on our episode last week, you were talking about the difference or the changes that you saw in David because you know him well. And when he flips over to the stream of David, you can see it. And, and I could see it when we were together a couple of weeks ago, but I don't know you as well. That was my first time meeting you. So it was like... I could see that you were in there, but I had no tangible, you know, information yeah. about you before. So, um, for me though, uh, I don't typically trans channel. I can, but I, I'm out of practice. I haven't done it in a long time. Um, so I just consciously channel. So I'm here for the whole conversation and I just look at them and then receive the information, but similar to your process when they really have a message for me to convey very specifically, um, my voice will be altered as well. And they kind of, it's, it's more of they take over, but it's not a full trance where I'm gone. They've just, they're just, I'm so comfortable with them, I guess that they just work through me in that way. So. Yeah, yeah. that, that happens for me when I get into, if I'm teaching specifically, I will get into a rhythm where suddenly the voice changes a little bit 
and people that know me well will say that the stream dropped in without the, the let's bring the stream in. It's, it's, there's a formality to it that conjures that, that vibration or allows that vibration to step forward. But I think it's more for the audience than anything to kind of clarify that, okay, there's David and there's the stream. Mm-hmm. It, you know, we're blended beings, right? So the, the blending is always there. We're just allowing our source consciousness to sort of step forward in a, in a more pronounced way, I guess. Yeah. Absolutely. Right, well, I love talking to other channels. I could do that all day. Just talking. Yeah. Cool. Well, sometimes similarities we'll have a panel discussion of channels. We'll have like, you know, five channels. Everybody answers the same question. I've actually been on a channel panel. You should do that. You should do a channel. Really? I've done that a couple of years ago. That would be cool. Yeah. And we had hundreds of people on watching. It was, it was really cool. Well, we'll have to invite my friend Heather and then I'll have to practice trance and that will be like my trance debut. And everybody on that channel panel, everybody was different. Everybody just came. They didn't tell us how to do it or what to do. We just did our thing. And so that's, um, it was, it was fun. Very cool. Jody, you haven't done trans publicly. You've done it privately. Is that what you're saying? Privately. Yep. Okay. And and that, that shift that we were just talking about where, you know, David mentioned, you know, your voice kind of changes and you didn't necessarily, it's not that there was an absence of permission because they're very respectful or I, that's what I've witnessed is they're very respectful. It's more that I'm just so relaxed that they're just, they just kind of take over and then my voice will change and things like kind of get foggy with my eyes and you can tell I'm deeper into their message versus my own consciousness. I try and just let that, that go, but not full trance because it kind of makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Is that similar to the way you, you experience it? She described it as like that foggy experience. Is that what you get, David? Yeah, it's, it's like, a, um, I always say that, that when I fully allow them to step forward, my consciousness sort of is back there. I have awareness of what's going on in the moment. Uh, but I don't remember much of anything when it's over with. Mm. Yeah. But in the moment, okay. I'm very, I'm present. I'm not, you know, out front, but I'm very present in the moment and, and I'm aware of what's going on. And then I can tell you when I get knocked out of it, which doesn't happen very often. Uh, it's happened a couple of times since I've moved into this, this home where we have more people living here because Michael's parents have moved in with us and I've gotten interrupted a couple of times. Uh, that's a real, um, confusing experience to come back out of very confusing. It's kind of like being woken up from a deep sleep. Mm. when I'm not bringing myself out of it. But that respectfulness, I know exactly what you mean because I don't ever, ever, ever feel that there is any assertion from source that you must let us through and we're going to take over your body. It's never that. It's never anything like that. It really is just we are everywhere. We are omnipresent. We are here on demand. Whenever you want to relax into allowing us, we're here. And that's I think that's true for everyone. That's what meditation does for us is allows mm-hmm. that source consciousness to, to really be more realized because humanity teaches us to ground it out. The matrix. Yeah. Close it <laughs> off. We talk about the matrix a lot. The, the matrix is this human collective consciousness that, that really is designed to separate us from our source. It's fear and judgment mm-hmm. media. It's all that stuff that tells us that you've got to do this and you've got to do that. And it's got to be this way. And, and really there's no have to from source. You don't have to do anything. It's interesting that you mentioned that because, uh, as you might imagine, I, I often get contacts from people wanting to be on the show. And in most cases, I try to accommodate them, but I do filter some out. I, I filtered one out today. Um, she was reaching out. She had some sort of a special program where she was teaching about a, a capital gains tax savings or something like that, which I, I'm certainly uh, not against doing something like that. But there was also there was baggage that went along with it because she wanted to point out how this was basically designed to help uh, overcome the disadvantage that the, that the wealthy have over the people, over the have nots and so forth. And there was this, there was this whole political overtone to it. I said, I, I don't want that part of the program. That's not congruent. Yeah. With our message. I don't think it's what your audience is accustomed <laughs> yeah. to. So, yeah. No, yeah, so. her beliefs were showing. <laughs> they, they would very much so, yeah. yeah. And, and I respect her beliefs. Her beliefs yep. are fine, just not here. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah you know, not the audience. There's a lot of marketing via fear. And, and Walt, you were around last year. You were in boot camp last year when we started right. bringing in some outside marketing into, into our world. 
and we had to strip all the fear away from it. And there wasn't much left when we did (laughs) (laughs) because it's like, you know, you do And they would write that, you know, if you don't get into the stream, you're going to make, no, the stream never said that the stream isn't about that at all. You know, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to, you know, you're having your experience and it's all expensive no matter what it looks like. And there's, there's sort of like, well, then there's nothing left to market. Well, maybe there's not. How about that? There's maybe a- I made a mistake hiring a marketer. <laughs> yeah. You know what's interesting? The, the thought just dropped in. I wonder why, because in this, the spiritual community, uh, there is difficulty charging money, making money, all of that stuff. And I wonder if that, that this concept of, of this, not negative, but it's like the pain points, focusing on the pain, the fear, you know, all of that. Maybe that's a part of it because if you're, you know, here with your vibration and what you're teaching the world, your unique message, and then your marketing is here, you're not really going to get the right. I, I have experienced that. I, my ego was present enough uh, early on to, to slip into that sometimes because I yeah. came from a business background. And I, I actually really enjoy elements of that sort of type A business driving. I, my human being enjoys that. The stream has never cared about any of that. The stream says we're here for one or a hundred or a million or, you know, however many people are aligned with this message. It doesn't matter to them whatsoever. And it doesn't matter to them whether I earn money in sharing their message or not. You know, that's just an exchange system. But then when you put the vibration of need, Mm-hmm. In the exchange system, that's when I think, well, I know it gets corrupt mm-hmm. that, that I, I've got to do this to make that happen. And I've got to scare people into wanting to listen to the stream. No, I don't. I've never thought that. So that's where that, that I realize that I can't bring in external, uh, marketing people that don't deeply understand what it is that I'm doing, nor do I even need to. Why do I think mm-hmm. I need to do that? You know, there was a time that I didn't have the money for that sort of thing and I did great. So, you know, that slipping into this, this matrix belief system that, oh, if I hire a marketing company, that's going to, that's going to boost the message and we're going to reach more people. Well, that's, that's not the way to do that, especially mm-hmm. if they're going to interject fear into it. Mm-hmm. And so you're right. That didn't, that didn't do much for us, but I also appreciate that I needed to have that experience to sort of work that out of my ego. Mm-hmm. And it was sure. a great experience. And, and we can evolve to looking at everything that we do that there are no mistakes. There are no. things that we do to learn lessons and have the experience. And sometimes we need to have the experience to genuinely learn the lesson. Mm-hmm. This is true. Yeah, I agree. Well, th- this is a good starting point to do the switch over. So David, why don't you connect with the stream and uh, Jody, you're not transing. So I, I think there's probably going to be an easier transition, but uh, we'll let you do what you have to do. Yep. And by the way, anybody who's listening to the live stream, if you have questions that you would like to ask our duo channelers today, I'd be glad to pass them along as part of the conversation that we're having here today. So just put them into the chat and I will be glad to include them. We are here. Welcome stream. So glad to have you back once again. And uh, as you are no doubt aware, Jody is also going to be uh, receiving from Source as well at the same time. So we're going to get messaging through David and messaging through Jody. And uh, it's going to be fun to see how all this plays out. But the first thing I want to ask you about, I want to ask you both about something that I consider to be fundamental. It's basically the concept behind my program. Um, it's it's the, the thing that I always go to every day. And that's the idea of, of living life in joy. I try to make it, I, I try to make every single day as joyful as I can. The, the subtitle of my podcast is Your Daily Dose of Happy. I'm always looking for that, that whatever the highest vibration I can reach at any particular time, uh, any particular space, any particular day, night, whatever. And I don't always get there, but I certainly try to. And I want you guys to uh, both address, I'll start with the stream first. Um, I want you guys to address to what extent is that, do you consider that to be an important part of what we do here in our existence? And to what extent is that kind of uh, perhaps missing the mark? Because we could easily point to the importance of contrast, but I, I want you guys to uh, to address it. So Stream, let's, let's start with you. 
we define joy to, to, to boil it down to, to its core. We define joy is such deep understanding, such deep clarity of all that is that you hold deep, authentic appreciation for all that is void of judgment, void of fear, void of any need, just experiencing your being in a deep appreciative state of your being and all that is. And you exist that way eternally. That, that, that is you at your core. The, the eternal version of you is that. So when you manifest into a physical environment, you project into this physical vehicle, and your physical vehicle has this feature that you might call ego or your humanity. And, and all physical beings have an element of this. And that, that physical element drowns out some of the power of your eternal being so that you can have your physical experience in your chosen environment of contrast, meaning moving through vibrational flow in a polarized environment with the ups and downs that this creates for you because your, your downtime creates obstacles and spin outs and things of this nature that give you a canvas on which to create new expansion, to create new things, to create new thoughts, to ultimately find appreciation for simply moving through the experience for the having of the experience. So all things essentially in physical are created to expand joy. So you are joy-seeking beings at your core, but you've projected into a world that, 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 that has its contrasts. And part of that contrast is that you projected into this collective consciousness of humanity that very often has these symbols that are supposed to represent joy for you in all of your isms, your belief systems, your materialism and things of this nature that are simply a, a, a band-aid that that is not delivering pure authentic joy, but a version of. But what you find yourselves in is this environment of seeking these things and acquiring them and experiencing some happiness in them, but then understanding that that thing that you thought was going to deliver joy didn't deliver authentic joy, not consistently. So you're always looking for something else, and, and, and that is your, your nature of expansion that, that you all possess. You, you are all expansive by design. We are expansive by design. So the contrasting elements of any physical environment are there simply to inspire new creation, thus this expansion. And the, the end result is always joy. And as I promised you that it is joy, even if you're holding yourselves away from joy in your physical environment, the end result is always joy. That's why we say there is no true negative. There is negative as perceived in, in a human or an ego, egocentric mindset. But there's truly no negative because everything that you consider negative in your world exists only to inspire more positive and a trip right back into joy. I love that. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Jody, how about your end? Uh it was kind of like same, same. I, I concur with everything. You're taking the, the words right out of my mouth stream. Um, the, the question that they, um, posed when you first initially asked the question, they asked a question back. And is it, is it possible to, let me get the question here. It is, it is within our belief systems that creates this impossibility of having joy and at the same time having contrast both in this moment is possible. And when you begin to look for both the joy, it transmutes the pain and you continue to expand. So there is both. <laughs> I'm loving this. This is great. <laughs> I'm not sure what the experience is like from uh, David and Jody's 
uh, perspective. I'll have to ask David afterward. Um, but th this is really interesting. Okay, let's so take me, this. Uh, I can tell you just while. Well, well yeah, because you're not transing. So, yeah, as, go ahead. Yeah, because I'm fully conscious here. So when I went into the channel and you asked that question, uh, they immediately, they started to speak before you said, I'll ask David first, and then they quieted down. But I can tell they're, they, they send me the vibration of agreeance or the vibration of truth. You know, it resonates deeply what David was saying, every single word. And it's almost like before David would say the next thing, they would clue me into what to say next. And he would take the words like right out of out of my head. Like they were already getting the transmission or or whatever. They were saying the same thing. And I'm just like listening as David repeats almost verbatim what they were saying. That's, that's really so, fun. It's beautiful. It's got a lot of validation in it too. Um, yeah. For anybody who has any kind of doubts to, to hear that, that really does validate a lot. So let's uh, flip the pages. This time, Jody, you get to answer first and we'll ask the stream to answer second. Um, and where I want to go next is with what's going on in the world today. There are, as usual, there's a lot of polarity, a lot of contrast going on. Um, I, I have guests coming on the show who periodically say things like, oh, there's there's all this stuff and it's so difficult for people, it's so challenging. And yet these are people who are very, um, very enlightened. They're, they're, they're very inspired people, um, which just goes to show that we all have degrees of progress we've made. We have we, we have different kinds of things that, that get us stuck. Other, other people have an easier time getting unstuck on certain things. You know, we are a a variety of people and, that, and that's one of the very cool things but the thing i want to ask you guys about both of you is when it comes to our interactions with such people what can you suggest to us in terms of how we can receive best what it is that they're saying to us in a way that that serves us the best so jody let's start with you on that the first things they said was love and appreciation Going back to what the stream was saying the other day when we were meeting, that deep appreciation. And in, in the words of your question, it was, how can we understand so that it's good for us? Is that correct? Sure. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and they're asking, how can you detach between the words, detach from the words that they're saying and good for us personally, like me, good for me. And when I say me, I mean you or anybody that's watching this broadcast. So what's good for me? Because true understanding is lack of judgment, is simply appreciating where they're at, whether you agree or perhaps you disagree. And separate from that, either one, you can choose to be good. Good, the feeling of good, which is another form of joy or love, is available when you choose it. So as the things reveal themselves, what's going on in our world, and you feel that fear or somebody is saying something that you don't quite understand or agree with or it doesn't feel good to you, take a step back. See that there doesn't have to be attachment. One does not equal the other or does not have to. And choose things that bring you joy especially now, choose to see in this moment that you're safe, that you are provided for, and you always will be. Wow, <laughs> that's beautiful. Stream, let's go to you. We will circle back to, to your, your, your interaction with other beings while they are having their, their contrasting journey and, and their, their experience that, that perhaps might be one of the matrix. And we will illustrate that, notice that, that we are not swooping in and possessing them 
are swooping in and, and, and creating some sort of a, a supernatural sign to, to sway them to a different experience. We, we are not guiding David to go out onto street corners and preach the gospel of the stream. <laughs> because whatever experience they are having is exactly the experience that their soul is manifesting in physical to have. And if that is an experience of the matrix, of fear, of judgment, uh, of, of any range of emotion, any vibration, that's exactly where they should be. And, and, and what was being offered in, in, in Jody Lynn's words were exactly that, that you can simply appreciate without judgment of exactly who they are, how they are, and where they are in their vibrational journey. And, and those of you that have, have studied a bit and understand the vibrational spiral understand that you are different beings depending on where you are operating in the moment on your spiral. And if you have observed some information that has triggered you down into fear and you, you, you show up in an interaction and, and you are speaking from that vibrational vantage point, you are a being of fear in that moment. But that does not mean that the being that you are interacting with is always a being of fear. They're having their fear moment, perhaps. Perhaps there are other moments where they are higher on their vibrational spiral and they are not that. And, and understanding the vibrational spiral will help you understand other beings in your interactions with them as, as much as that it helps you understand yourselves, that you behave differently depending on where you are vibrationally. And the, the, the thing that we refer to as the matrix very often, the collective consciousness of humanity, that is the operating system for the vast majority of humanity, and you're all in it from time to time, it is heavily laced with fear and judgment. D David was, was, was listening to something recently where it, it was sounding to him in his moment that the, the country that he lives in is completely unraveling. And he thought, and he has thought, that perhaps he would just pick up and move to Europe. He's always wanted to live in the Mediterranean, he says to himself. Why not just pick up and move to the Mediterranean? As soon as he thought that, he went on to social media and heard a report that Putin is now saying that he is going to morally cleanse all of Europe. You've all heard this before. But rather than experiencing fear, that brought clarity to David that there is no geographic place that is safe. Safety, security, well-being is a state of mind for all beings. Mm -hmm. So there's no picking up and running from, from fear. Because if you're in that fear vibration, you're going to take it with you. And he understood that the manifestation of that interaction immediately after that thought of seeing that a sign from the matrix that there is no safety to run to was a clear sign to him that he needs to move up his spiral out of fear. That there was a little of that fear vibration going on and he received the exact equivalent of that in his physical reality that signaled to him that he was not vibrational, vibrationally where he wanted to be. Up above neutral, up in the high vibrational state of well-being. That, that nothing can harm you unless you allow it to via your vibrational match to it. So understand that about yourselves and understand that about other beings. And if they're having their fear-based moment, even if they have their full-blown fear-based experience, because you understand that anything that you are creating consciously for yourselves ultimately can be fleshed out in 3D reality, especially if you allow enough momentum to build. And if that being is taking themselves down the path of being in the line of fire, so to speak, of some sort of violence or tyranny because of their geographic location, they are placing themselves in that situation and we are not judging it. And, and the very leading edge avant-garde place that we are guiding you all to, if it is your desire to go there, is to get out on that leading edge of thought where you understand that all of these things are a self-created reality. And you have this matrix that is peddling fear to you constantly. And if you bring it in and allow it to come in and notice it 
and step away from it and move yourselves back up your spiral, you will always be okay. But if you choose, or if another chooses to have that contrasting experience and have it play out however it does, there's no wrong in that. There's no sadness in that from the energetic realm. There is no, that should not have been, it's too bad, it's so awful that that happened to them. It is the experience they came to have in physical. And even if it ends their physical journey or, or damages them physically in some way, it's still just an experience. But you have this matrix that, that teaches you that any kind of suffering is, is something that is not your fault, that is something that should never be experienced, and any kind of separation from your physical being is wrong, though you're all going to experience these things. So where we are guiding you to is, is to detune the judgment around all of that, to be in deep appreciation of the matrix itself without being necessarily drawn into it. That is always your choice. And be in deep appreciation of those that are choosing to play in the matrix. And anytime you feel like you need to save them from their experience, understand that is not coming from your source being. We are source. We are the source of all creation. We are in all of you. We are not rescuing anyone from their experience, nor do we desire to. That desire to save and rescue is always of your ego. And there are times that that kicks in and serves you very well. But when it's a fantasy, when it's something that you're creating in your mind because it makes you feel better, you're only soothing your own ego with those thoughts. You're not offering much to that other being other than feeding your own ego. This is really interesting <laughs> because <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm experiencing this and doing this with two of my favorite people in the world. I, they're, they're both people who I know pretty well. And as, as you guys speak, I hear this is the flavor part. I hear the David flavor coming through. Obviously, since you're doing a consciously, Jody, I hear the Jody uh, flavor coming through too. And it, it's really fascinating because behind those flavors, you can, it's pretty easy to see and hear the congruence in the messages which makes mm -hmm. sense because they're both coming from source. So, okay, let's follow up with a little bit more conversation here. This is really interesting. Um, this time we're going to go to uh, the stream first and uh, the, the stream, since you were talking about um, the, the choices that we make about whether or not we're going to be involved in the matrix or step away from the matrix. And, and you also uh, alluded to how you guide us toward the stream perspective that just sees the whole matrix quite differently from the way we experience it when we're within it. Um, but let's, let's talk about that a little bit more because I think it's an important topic that really does affect a lot of people today. A lot of people are concerned with that matrix in one way or another. So I think we need to dive into it a bit. One of the things about this matrix, and I think it's a useful word because we all have some reference to the movie that came out, the movies that came out a few years back called The Matrix and that really outlined this idea of a constructed uh, universe, a constructed place to live within that, that seems perfectly normal, perfectly, uh, perfectly every day, except for, you know, Neo jumping around 500 feet off the buildings. But other than that part, it's all pretty normal. Um, but in our matrix that we experience, our matrix trips us up. It gives us pause and it, it, it sometimes uh, encourages us to become angry or frustrated. It encourages us to experience disappointment. Uh, to get depressed, to do a, a whole bunch of things that are not directly congruent with the experience of source. And yet, like you alluded to, Stream, these are key components of the whole experience. Let's talk about why we have those components. Why are those parts of the matrix so valuable to us? Essentially because there there is no judgment, there is no fear, there is no suffering in source consciousness. It, it is all expansion. It is all positive. It is all well-being. But think about if you as a physically manifested being were to manifest perfection, where you wanted for nothing, your every need was met, your every desire manifested instantaneously. Take a moment to imagine what that would actually be like. If you always received every single thing that you wanted, the moment that you wanted it, if your every need was always met, if you suffered not at all, your existence would become very dull. Your existence would become boring. Your, your creative mind 
would inevitably create a disruption to take you back into the matrix, to take your vibration down, to create something just for stimulation. You, you, you see examples of this. You see physical beings that are moving pretty close to what you might consider an ideal life only to do something to mess it all up. And, and, and most of you love these stories when you hear them. <laughs> when the, the one that seems so perfect, the one that is celebrated and beautiful and famous and wealthy and accomplished and talented and, and, and living in the lap of luxury and having every need met, suddenly will disrupt that somehow. There'll be a scandal. There'll be something that will knock them off that pedestal. And, and everyone pays attention when that happens. Because it is mind-boggling to all of you that someone could live in such perfection. And, and of course, this, this appeal of the one being knocked down is not necessarily born of some, so, some jealousy or, or low vibration such as that. It's just a state of, of interest to, to you. Because you all understand that you're living these contrasting lives. You all have obstacles. You've all had things that are painful. And when you look in the mirror, you're not judging yourself the same way, perhaps, that you, you revere this other being. And then suddenly you're seeing flaws. You're seeing the underbelly. You're seeing things that you're not usually allowed to see. And it confirms for you that they are indeed human, just like you are. That's why the re that, that scenario resonates so highly. So no matter what you do, we, we speak of the perfection of the matrix, how seductive it is. But the matrix is a collective consciousness human creation. But there are all these elements that, that you've designed for yourselves to keep you in it to some degree. The same thing is true for eternal expansion. When we speak of your eternal selves, your source consciousness being, you are all expressions of that which we are. There is no want, there is no need. There is no true desire, though there are no human words to describe that we run on contrast. We expand via your contrast, but we're not needing it or desiring it because that contrast is guaranteed. That contrast is guaranteed in infinite physical expressions because all physical expressions are polarized and all of these infinite physical expressions that include polarity as, as, at their core, that polarity is creating vibrational flow for any physically manifested being. A grain of sand in your earth environment is experiencing vibrational flow. All, all physical creation, all physical matter is, is operating in vibrational flow and therefore not truly static. And therefore, in their not truly static state is, is, is vibrating differently. And a grain of sand certainly is not as sophisticated an expression of consciousness as a human being, but there's a vibrational journey there nonetheless. So in this vibrational journey, expansion occurs because of contrast, because there is a challenge there. Notice that all of your media, all of your entertainment, all of your fiction, all of your video games, everything that stimulates you from an entertainment perspective, all operates exactly that way. There's a beginning, there's a middle and an end to the experience. And in that experience, there is contrast, there's challenge. The, 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 <clears throat> David joked a while back about a woke novel. He said that there was a woke novel that, that two people, two beings met, they agreed about everything, the end. <laughs> there is this this idea taking hold across humanity that you're going to arrive at some space such as that 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 you are going to be so free and so open and so allowing of everyone's idea not stepping on one another's toes and never offending anyone that you're going to arrive at some utopian space but notice how disruptive that is because as soon as you move to this woke space of never wanting to judge anyone at all, what occurs naturally is all of these new labels emerge and all of this new separation emerges. And suddenly this new label and this new created identity is claiming that it is now being discriminated against. Contrast pulled right back into the matrix, yeah. right back into low vibration automatically. So anytime you start creating in collective consciousness, this concept of perfection 
something is going to happen inevitably to disrupt that perfection. To, to knock it right back into the matrix, to knock it right back down the spiral into that creative territory where you're going to have to do something to create. You're seeing this happen in your world. You have a generation that is stepping forth that is, that is more evolved in terms of labels only to create more labels for themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is a clear sign of vibrational flow and a clear sign of that which we speak. This is why we say that, that while expansion is the focus, expansion is joy and joy is expansion, we are not truly desiring or seeking, though we use those words, because the, the, the expansion is guaranteed. It is automatic. It is universal. It will never end. It is what created the universe. It is what expands the universe. And there is no ending to it. It is this, this, this self-fulfilling cycle that always occurs and will not stop. I'm loving this. Jody? Hmm. The question was about contrast, right? Mm-hmm. Contrast is necessary. As, as David said, or the stream, um, the perspective that they want to take is one of deep understanding and deep knowing, acknowledgement, and love. You see, the contrast helps us see, helps you see various different parts of you through others and your own contrast experiences. This helps you expand in that acknowledgement of who you are and the connection to all that is. Without the contrast, you may never experience that deep knowing of self and of all. <laughs> I, love this. I, I also have to uh, do a full disclosure here. I, 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 I've not developed the ability to channel, certainly not like the David has and, and not like Joe Dillon has. Uh, what, I, what I have done over the years is I've learned how to expand my interview style uh, by introducing, in many cases, and, and I'm doing it in this case here, introducing the ability to ask a question without knowing what the question is going to be. So in a sense, I'm channeling the questions. And I wanted to let you know that's what we're doing here. So I'm channeling questions so that Jody can channel answers and so that David can channel answers from the stream. This is a massive channeling going on here. And I'm doing it to the best degree that I can do it. So great. <laughs> with that in mind, let's go to the next question. I don't know what it is just yet. Um, well, the next question has to do with the life, the, the, the place that we're in. We're, we're in a world a world of nature and trees and sky and animals and insects and, and, and all of these vibrational beings all interacting, all or in some ways interacting or acting separately in parallel. It, it, there, there's like this massive symphony of life that goes on and it, it goes on not just within the animal and insect kingdoms, but it also goes on like David and the stream were pointing out, it goes on with supposedly inert objects. And to me, that's one of the more fascinating things that everything vibrates, everything is involved in the life process as a result of that vibration. And I I just would like you guys to both address what I consider to be the great beauty of that, the the great beauty of this this amazing world that we live in, that we so often, there, there are many people who talk about how you know, there they, are terrible things that we're doing. The humans are destroying the earth, blah, 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 blah. And all I can think is, wow, we live in this really, really great world, this really, really fundamentally wonderful world. So tell us about this world from your perspective. Let, let's go to Jody on this first. Mm. As you were speaking, they were saying, isn't it beautiful? <laughs> and I, I agree, personally, that's me. Um, 
It was all by design. Also interconnected, also magnificent. And in that magnificence, you feel the vibration of all because all is said vibration. And that truly is the beauty of this world. And stepping back and seeing it from this higher perspective allows one allows one to appreciate the sheer magnificence of even a rock. And isn't that divine? It certainly is. Stream, how about it? We have used the analogy of your eternal being taking a weekend trip to to the earth environment. Mm. And and that is truly what you're you're all doing. You, you, You are popping in for a weekend trip for your human journey. And... You are indeed correct that the the earth is an an environment that is self-sustaining and self-sufficient. It is a, it is an environment that as a being of earth, your, your human being is a being of earth. That's where the deep appreciation of the environment comes in. There's our promise to you that there are infinite other environments that are variants of earth, some similar and some very dissimilar. And if you could begin to wrap your mind around what infinity truly means, there are endless physical environments that when you align with them vibrationally and become part of them in, in a temporary experience in, in a physical expression, you have such high regard and such high appreciation. And notice that very often when humans create science fiction, the the other environments are often far more advanced in technology, but also have a dystopian feel to them. That is because when you're starting to conjure the imagination of anything that is not your home, it is creating something that is more beautiful and more positive than where you already are is not available to you as a human being. Because you are so aligned with your environment, there is no science fiction or no fiction period that is going to create something that you appreciate more than the environment that you're in. It will be the most beautiful version of, perhaps, but instead of trying to create that, there, there is more emotion conjured in creating something that is scarier or more dystopian. And that's why your science fiction writers will go, will go into that space because they cannot possibly create anything that you as human beings can possibly appreciate more than your earth environment because you are of it. And you are absolutely accurate in your assessment that you can hold such deep appreciation for any and every element of your world, even the elements that your matrix is telling you not to. Very recently, David's partner was describing finding poop in a toilet. (laughs) And in finding this poop was doing something that even David has not brought himself to is appreciating poop. (laughs) He said that the the poop was so perfect. It looked like the fake plastic piece of poop that you would buy in the dad store. (laughs) (laughs) So there is an example of finding appreciation for exactly what your matrix is telling you that you should never appreciate. Mm-hmm. It is waste. It is stinky. It is awful. Get it away from you. It's disgusting. But here was a moment of appreciation of poop. You can bring yourselves to appreciate any and every element. The only thing that is, that is separating you from full blown appreciation is preference which you are here to be discerners of preference. You you do not have to go play in poop because the the stream has told you to appreciate poop. (laughs) There is no mandate around that. It was simply an illustration that you can indeed appreciate anything. So understand that, that you are of the earth environment. 
you are so aligned with it that you are it. You are part of it and you are out perceiving it. And yes, the matrix is, 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 is telling you that you're destroying it and that it's a terrible place and it's awful and you, perhaps you're all just better off dead. This is why we guide you to get back into nature. It is not because there's anything wrong with your structures. Your structures are brilliant that you've created shelter for yourselves and you've moved out of the, the food chain and things of this nature. But anytime you want to raise your vibration, going out into nature inevitably offers an opportunity if you so choose to raise your vibration. David used to travel quite a bit for his, for his job and in flying over vast forests and mountains. And there is so much uninhabited land ju just in, in, in one country. But all over your world, there is that. Mm -hmm. All over your world, beauty abounds. Vegetation always rebounds after storms. Always. Your earth environment is not dying. Your earth environment is not going to sustain any permanent damage by any beings that inhabit it. The, the beings may create an environment that is no longer inhabitable by them, but that's just part of a, a vibrational journey of consciousness. And it's mm -hmm. mutations of your environment being the, the highest intelligence in your environment and physical, you, you may indeed create a scenario where it's no longer the place for you. And you can discern a preference to change those behaviors and clean that up or not. But nothing is going to end the consciousness of humanity. Nothing is going to end your consciousness. The, the destruction of a physical environment, which you are nowhere in, near in danger of doing that in your world, is going to create an end to that which you are. Nor is the end of your physical weekend trip in the earth environment. You simply express yourselves infinitely in other places and other things. And in the, the earth environment is where we guide you to focus because it is your choice through vibrational alignment to be here in this environment, having this experience. Your expansion is available to you in this experience. This has been wonderful. I'd, I'd love to keep going with this, but I also want to have the opportunity to kind of uh, review and dissect what happens. So, Stream, I'm going to ask you to separate from David, and we'll let bring we'll bring David back in. And uh, Jody, I, I, since, since you do this consciously, I can go to, to you first about this. What's your take on what this experience has been doing? This oh, this has been this has been so much fun. Um, I. I'm still blown away every time that I channel with, with someone else like, like this and, and that verification that the feeling of everything David was saying or the stream of David or the stream, however we want to say it, everything that was coming out of your mouth was, um, I could feel it resonate with truth. And if they weren't already saying it like one millisecond prior to him, <laughs> it actually coming out of his mouth, um, it was the feeling right before and then the feeling throughout. Um, and even with yourself too, Walt, like the questions, you could feel it, the, the energy behind your questions and how they were just perfectly selected and dropped in for this conversation and this experience. So... It just blows me away. It's so much fun. <laughs> I was enjoying it too. David, is the experience any different this time doing it as a dual channel? Um, I, I wouldn't say that it was different. It wasn't different in the channeling, but <laughs> my awareness of, uh, of, of Jody Lynn, that was different. And that was really cool. It was really, really cool. The sort of harmony that took place. And, and I know at one point, you made a reference to the three-way channeling that was occurring, and it was. The, the questions were being teed up by source to express from source in service of the audience and expansion of all of us. So it was a three-way channeling, actually. Yeah. And I was pleased to be a part of it because I've never really considered myself to be much of a channeler, but I knew I could do that much. I knew I could receive questions, so I, that's the part that I did. And it, it was kind of mind-boggling because – with the last question, I had no idea where I was going. I looked at my monitor for, for some clue. My monitor is a background of a beautiful beach scene. There's a young woman running across the beach, and there's a beautiful blue sky and so forth. And I saw the blue sky, and as soon as I saw it and opened my mouth, I found myself talking about how beautiful the blue sky was. I didn't actually say that in my conversation, but that that's what was inspiring the whole thing. I just instant go there. This is like this is a beautiful place, and, and that's what the question ended up being. So, yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah, so much fun. <laughs> <laughs>
So uh, now, David, you were talking about how you had done this once before on a cruise. And, and Jody, you've done this with your friend Heather before. That's correct? Yes. Right. And and Heather, tell, tell us a little bit about Heather just so we know who she is. We're going to bring her on the show at some point. But give, give yeah. us a little bit about Heather. Heather is a trans channeler. Um, she, the way that she puts it is that she channels the, the, it's called the collective. That's what they call themselves. They're a group of beings that consider themselves like the right hand to God. Um, okay. yeah. So she does it all in trance. She can consciously channel like this, but it's, it's way more fun. <laughs> I think when she's in trance only because you have that verification and well, you know what I mean when, when, cause I can feel you. So that feeling of like, Oh, it's like this extra layer of verification and uh, like proof or evidence, if you will. So it makes, it bolsters your confidence in what the person is saying when you get that. I don't, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, sure. Um, so I like, I like it when she's in trance, she's very good at both. Um, but yes, she's a trans channeler and her whole purpose or her whole, um, company is around, uh, helping people find their purpose and what they're supposed to do. So the people who are naturally guided to her or find her are people who have really big missions, if you will, on this planet. So it's fascinating. <laughs> really very good. Yeah. And David, uh, as we're coming to the end here, uh, do, do you have anything going on that people need to know about? Are there any uh, um, Taya things going on, any events coming up that people need to know? What I'm doing right now, I'm finishing the Taya book this year and I'm kind of taking a lot of the year off, but I'm, uh, still doing the podcast, the Stream of David podcast every single week. Matt's back on with me once a month. And then we have our Patreon channel where everything happens. So if you listen to the podcast and you want to go over to Patreon, you can subscribe to whatever level you feel aligned with and unsubscribe if it doesn't work for you. I, I love the fluidity of what we've created. So mm -hmm. everything now is Patreon. From the public feed to the expanded podcast, we do a live stream version uh, of Patreon where you can subscribe. And I channel twice a, uh, twice a week on two different live shows. And then members of that tier can also, they also get invited to our, um, our Zoom meetings that we have. And you've been on those before, the summits that we do on Zoom. And we have people all over the world on with the stream conversing essentially face to face, just like what you do here. So that's part of that as well. Then we have a coaching tier and then we have a boot camp tier and we have a mastery tier. So you, it's all streamlined into one place now. And I'm really excited that we did that this year. And that's really allowed the coaches to step forward and start coaching Taya. And I know you have coaches on here sometimes as well, right? Like Anne Marie's on sure. oh, yeah. all the time and Deborah and Stacy and all of them. So the coaches are coaching Taya. I'm working on the book. Uh, everything that we do is pretty much contained there in Patreon and the podcast. What like is that. Taya? Taya uh, is a mindset practice that I created that's a practical application of the stream's teachings. Uh, originally, it stood for trust your abundance, but it's really moved way bigger than that. Uh, and so I'm writing the Taya practice book now. Because what the stream has shared <clears throat> is that humans operate in an operating system, which is our belief system, no matter what. And mm -hmm. religion offers a, a religion and politics and consumerism and, you know, all of these things create a structure for people to operate in. It's very helpful to have a structure. Well, Taya takes all of the matrix out of the operating system. It's all rooted in source connection and universal law. So there's no rules. There's no judgment. There's no worship. It is all systematically allowing more source being to step forward in your life, raising your vibration higher and higher and higher and creating this sort of awakening that just is ongoing for the rest of your life as long as you practice. Cool. Yeah. Taya has been a topic of conversation many times here on the program. And like David alluded to, I actually went through the Taya bootcamp, which is quite the experience, a um, very worthwhile experience, I might add. Uh, but, but the yeah, Taya just, world. Uh, we just had, we had several people graduate, uh, this week from Taya. Oh, cool. Yeah. And, uh, one of them I'm going to suggest to have on the show. I think he's, he's the in, most inquisitive person I've ever had in boot camp. He asked the most amazing questions of the stream and he never runs out of questions. So he should come on sometime and, and we'll yeah. I think you'd like him. He's a great guy. Definitely. Well, you have my calendar link, so pass it along. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Cool. Love to have something like that. Also, um, before we, uh, part company today, I'll need to get the uh, link to the Patreon page so I can make sure to include it in the show notes um, yeah. in case people want to visit the Patreon page. So, yeah. 
But I do want to thank you very much, David, for joining us and uh, being a part of this little experiment we did. This was wonderful and looking forward to the next time that you're going to be on the show. And Jody Lynn, as usual, well, first of all, we're, we're learning more and more about you. And we're learning. You, you got you, you have even more talents than, than I knew about when I first brought you on. So, <laughs> like, does, does this end? You, is, is there like more that you haven't told us yet? No. Yeah. There's more. There's, <laughs> there's always more. more. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I'll bring out the party tricks next time. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. It'll be good. So anyway, thank you very much. Thank you to podcast listeners everywhere. We'll see you all next time here on Elevate Today. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>